Krista Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and a worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. Matthew 2, 1-4 says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. In the days when Jesus was born, there were wise men who had come to see him. And now these wise men are often portrayed as king-like people in the films that we see from you know, Hollywood on the birth of Jesus. Uh, but these men, who are actually named magi in the Greek, were more like scientists or uh, pagan priests, kind of seers of that day. Uh, much much like the group of men that we see Daniel grouped with when he was taken captive to Babylon and found to have, you know, quote, the wisdom like that of the gods, um, as it talks about in Daniel 5. Now, these particular magi appeared to be of the Oriental scientific sect, um, just because they had studied the stars of the sky and they had the knowledge of the prophecies of Israel on the coming Christ. And in this section of scripture, we see just a stark contrast between these wise men and the foolish King Herod. The wise men had searched for truth, finding the prophecies, such as the fact that there would be a sign of a star with the coming of Christ as prophesied in uh, Numbers twenty four seventeen, or the prophecies of the coming birth and the surrounding details as it was found in Isaiah seven fourteen, Isaiah 9, 6, um, Micah 5, 2. But yet, on the other hand, when brought to the attention of Herod the king that a king of the Jews had been born, Herod fully understood the meaning to be that this child was the Messiah when he had assembled his own people to inquire about them um, as to the place where the Christ would be born. But instead of being filled with excitement and awe and wonder at the fulfilling of this prophecy, the way the shepherds had been even upon their first hearing of the good news, his pride and his selfish ambition made him act foolishly and deceitfully and even eventually destructively. These wise men were driven by the scriptures, but Herod was driven by a snare of the devil, as we know, only seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. In these last days of the present darkness, we need, even now more than ever, to have wisdom to seek after and follow Jesus. We have even more than the wise men even had in their day, because back in their day, they had copies of parchments and their eyes to the sky, charting patterns and trying to interpret meanings. But we have a complete canon of scriptures and the Holy Spirit who dwells within those who accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. These wise men had this wealth, you know, to be able to gain their education in the field, um, have means to travel so far, and then even have means to offer such pricey gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh to Jesus upon their arrival. They had come to see 
and serve Jesus Christ. But they never would have gotten to serve him if they hadn't followed his star. John 12, 26 says, If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. This exact verse in John is seen in the wise men and in their decision to follow the star to Jesus in order to serve him. And the Father honored their service with recognition and preservation of it in his word. There's such a difference between those who just believe and those who follow. Herod believed the scriptures that the prophecies of the Christ were true. I mean, otherwise he wouldn't have killed all those babies in an attempt to prevent what he thought was a threat to his rule. But he didn't follow the Christ. Instead, he tried to destroy him because in his pride, he wouldn't allow Christ, even the Christ, the Messiah, to rule over him. As a follower of Jesus, we not only accept him as Savior from penalty of our sin, but we must accept him as Lord of our life, fully surrendering our own will to follow his and serve him in it. And that is our reasonable service and worship to him. Today, where are you at in your level of surrender to Jesus? Are there things in your life that you've yet to let go of? Truly letting all grip and control go and be replaced with following Jesus at all costs? Is there anything you wouldn't give up to follow Jesus, even unto death? Are there things, even serving in ministry, that you could have too firm a grip on? I want to encourage you to think on all the things in your life, examining your own heart and inviting God to search your heart and lovingly and kindly point out areas that you may still need to surrender to him. Things not surrendered to God are things that weigh you down. God wants to free you from these so you can live an abundant life in him. Serving Jesus shouldn't be a chore or a burden or a thing to be controlled. It should be a joy, a pleasure, an adventure, and a lifestyle of worship as you follow him and are empowered by him. I'll leave you with this quote by Charles Spurgeon. It says, If I want to be Christ's servant, I must be his follower. For blogs, written devotionals, and originally written songs, visit crystalcravenmusic.com, and that's crystal with a K.